بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم we continue the discussion on the salah described the description of prayers and we have reached the uh, the topic on the sutra first what is the meaning of the sutra what is the sutra the sutra is an object or a thing which the musalli the one praying sets up in front of him either by sticking it to the ground or laying it down if the ground is hard. What's the objective? In order that no human or animal can walk in front of him while praying. This is the meaning of the sutra and its objective. This is the meaning of the sutra. It's an object or a thing which the one praying, the musalli, sets up in front of him either by sticking it into the ground or laying it down if the ground is hard. What objective of it? So that no human or animal can walk in front of him while he is praying. Now, what is the wisdom behind it? The wisdom is it protects against diminishing one's salah or its invalidity, protects against its invalidity if someone passes from the other side of the sutra. Second, it also shields the sight of the musalli, the one who prays while in salah, especially if it is erect in front of him, because it helps the musalli to bring his heart to salah and to shield his sight. Thirdly, it is a it is in compliance putting the sutra is in compliance with the command of the Prophet and following his guidance and the compliance to Allah and his messenger then this is good this is something good these are the wisdoms behind using a sutra. The third element is what is the ruling? What is the ruling? There are two opinions on the sutra. The first opinion, and this is the opinion of the majority of the scholars, majority of the people of ilm, that it is not obligatory that it is not obligatory because it is from the completion of Salah and Salah's validity does not depend upon it so it is intended for the completion of the Salah and thus it is not wajib according to this opinion and 
the evidences which they cited as proofs for taking the ruling out of obligation to a sunnah are the following. First, the hadith of Abi Sa'id al-Khudri, may Allah be pleased with him, <coughs> and it is in Sahih al-Bukhari, volume 1, hadith 489, qala nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إذا صلى أحدكم إلى شيء يستره من الناس فأراد أحد أن يجتاز بين يديه فليدفعه If anybody amongst you is offering salah behind something as a sutra and somebody tries to pass in front of him meaning between him and his sutra <coughs> he should repulse him and if he refuses, he should use force against him, for he is shaitan, for he is Satan. So in this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said, if anybody amongst you is offering salah behind something, this indicates according to this opinion, that the musalli, the one who prays, may pray behind something as a shield, a sutra, and he may not. Because this format of the statement is understood by the majority of the scholars to indicate, or it shows that not all people, it indicates that not all people pray to a sutra. Rather, some do and some don't. So this is the first proof and its utilization as an indication that it is not a wajib. The second proof they cited is the hadith of Ibn Abbas, radiyallahu ta'ala And it is also... You can find it in Sahih Bukhari, in volume 1, and hadith number 76. Hadith Ibn Abbas. أَنَّهُ أَتَى فِي مِنَا وَالنَّبِيُّ صلى الله عليه وسلم يصلي فيها بأصحابه إلى غير جدار. The hadith of Ibn Abbas, and in its complete narration, he said, he came to Mina, on a she-ass. And he had just attained the age of puberty. Once I came riding a she-ass. And had just attained the age of puberty. And Allah's messenger was offering the prayer at Mina. There is or there was no wall in front of him. There was no wall in front of him. And I passed in front of some of the row while they were offering their prayers. There I let the she-ass loose to graze and entered the row. And nobody, nobody objected to it. Nobody objected to it. This is another proof for the sutra being 
a sunnah rather than being an obligation. There is another hadith which they cite where the Prophet prayed in the open, nothing in front of him. And this hadith, there is some problem with this hadith in terms of its authenticity. However, generally it is supported by the hadith of Abi Sa'id and the hadith of Ibn Abbas we just mentioned. And the fourth matter upon which they considered as an argument for their opinion is that in principle one is free of responsibility. These are the evidences which they cited. The second opinion. The second opinion. That the sutra is wajib. The sutra is wajib. Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ commanded it. إِذَا صَلَّ أَحَدُكُمْ فَلْيَسْتَتِرْ وَلَوْ بِسَهَمْ If anyone of you makes salah, then let him shield himself with a sutra even with a spear. This is reported in Ahmed from the hadith of Samura bin Ma'bad radiallahu anhu. And also in terms of the action of the Prophet that a spear-headed stick used to be put in front of him in his travels and would pray while it's in front of him. Now, they responded to the hadith of Ibn Abbas by saying that the absence of the wall does not necessitate the absence of something else being used. And as to the hadith of Abi Sa'id, they said That, this, that the hadith indicates that the person may pray to a sutra, having a sutra, or to no sutra. However, the evidences indicates that he prays to a sutra. Now, between these two opinions, the opinion, the first one, that the sutra is a sunnah, is a stronger one, and it is the preponderating one. And in their response, to the response of the people who see the obligation, they said, yes, the hadith of Ibn Abbas, that there was no wall in front of him, they said that Ibn Abbas intended, in his statement, a benefit. And that is, the donkey does not cut off the salah. This argument, however, requires details. Why? Because 
Ibn Abbas mentioned that I passed in front of some of the row while they were offering the salah. So he passed in front of some of the row. And we know that the rows have a sutra. Their sutra is the imam. You see that? Their sutra is the imam. And this indicates that in this case the donkey did not cut off the salah of the people in the row. Why? Because Ibn Abbas did not say that the donkey passed in front of the Prophet ﷺ, rather in front of part of the row. And we know that the Ma'moom, the follower, while in Salah, his Salah is not cut off by a donkey or otherwise because the sutra of the imam is his sutra. Because the sutra of the imam is his sutra. And we will discuss this later. But therefore, from this we conclude that there is a difference of opinion regarding the obligation or non-obligation of the sutra. And that the stronger opinion is that of the majority of the scholars and this brings a point of benefit that the musalli should put the sutra should put the sutra even if he is with the opinion that it is a sunnah because of the other strong opinion that it is an obligation and in this case he would be on the safe side on the precautionary side next one should remember that the sutra is only for the person praying alone and for the imam and for the Imam. It is not the Sunnah for the Ma'moom, the one following the Imam, to take a Sunnah, to take a Sutra. And the Sutra applies to both obligatory Fard Salah and Nafil as well. What is the evidence that the follower does not take a Sutra? Because the companions, may Allah be pleased with all of them, used to pray with the Prophet ﷺ behind him, and none of them took, none of them took a sutra for himself in salah. None of them took a sutra for himself in salah. Now, is it permissible to cross in front of them, across to cross in front of them. Is it permissible to cross, walk in front of the followers in Salah, in front of the Ma'moons? Two opinions. 
First, it is not permissible. It is not permissible. And they took as evidence the general statements of the Prophet ﷺ, and one of them is the warning. لو يعلم المار بين يدي المصلي ماذا عليه من الإثم لكان أن يقف أربعين خيرا له من أن يمر بين يديه as in the hadith in Bukhari volume 1 hadith 489 if the person who passes in front of another person in salah in you the magnitude of his sin he would prefer to wait for 40 and the narrator doubted 40 days or 40 months or 40 years than rather than to pass in front of him this is very grave and they said that this is general this applies for the person praying alone or for the person in Salah behind the Imam, meaning the Ma'moon. And they said also, by way of reasoning, with the case of the individual, if he passes in front of him, he's going to distract him. And they said the same thing applies if the person is praying in congregation. If, they, if, if a person passes in front of the Ma'moon, then he's going to also cause distraction. The second opinion that it is okay, no harm, to walk in front of the Musalli. And they took as a proof the hadith of Ibn Abbas when he was on the she-camel, on the, yes, on the ass. He entered in front of part of the row, and nobody objected. Neither the Prophet ﷺ nor any one of the companions. And this approval restricts, restricts the general hadith we just read. The general warning. This hadith, the person who passes in front of another person in prayer knew the magnitude, if he knew the magnitude of his sin, would prefer to wait for 40. They said that the hadith of Ibn Abbas particularizes this general Hadith. So therefore the correct opinion is that the person is not sinful. However, if you find another path other than this path to walk, then it is better not to walk in front of the people in the Salah and distract them because this is from the perfection of their prayers just like you the same don't like for anyone to distract you while you are on salah and therefore you don't also do it to others because the Prophet ﷺ said لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه none of you would truly believe until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself and the hadith is in Bukhari and Muslim. The sutra is to be erected. And the, and the sutra which 
the Prophet ﷺ used to take was like the like that of the camel saddle, which is about which erects to about two thirds of an arm. What about the things which invalidate one's salah if they pass in front of the musalli? The first is the black dog crosses in front of the musalli. But suppose a black dog is in front of you. This does not invalidate your salah. However, if it crosses in front of you, then it does. Black dog. Purely black. Not mixed with any color. And when the Prophet ﷺ was asked, what's the difference between black dog and red dog or other colors? He ﷺ said in the hadith reported in Sahih Muslim, he said, Al-Kalb al-Aswad, Shaytan. Al-Kalb al-Aswad, Shaytan. The black dog is shaitan. Is it shaitan of jinn or shaitan of dogs? The correct thing it is shaitan of kilab, shaitan of dogs, not shaitan of jinn. We know that the shaitan is not particular to jinn. Shaitan is not particular to jinn. The evidence is in the saying of Allah in Surah Al-An'am, chapter 6, verse 112. And so, we have appointed for every prophet enemies, shayateen, among mankind and jinn, mankind and jinn. So, in the same way, it is in jinn, then it is in humans, and it also in animals. So, therefore, the meaning of shaitan in the hadith refers to shaitan al-kilab, the shaitan of dogs, because it is the most evil, and that's why it is to be killed under all circumstances. And its hunting is forbidden using it for hunting, for gain, it's forbidden. And the dalil, the evidence that the black dog invalidates the salah if it crosses in front of the musalli, came in the hadith in Sahih Muslim, the things which cut off meaning nullifies the salah, are, first, the woman, second, the dog, black dog, and the donkey, 
if there is nothing between the musalli, there is nothing in front of the musalli, that which is the like of the back of the sabil. Some scholars said that this invalidation of the salah is only limited to the black dog and they took out the donkey and the woman and they said we have two evidences for that that with respect to the woman it does not invalidate the salah if she passes in front of the musalli they said we have two evidences the first the hadith of Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha when she said that the woman does not invalidate the salah when, when she was told that the woman invalidates the salah if she passes in front of the musalli she became angry and she said شَبَّهْتُمُونَ بِالْحَمِيرِ وَالْكِلَابِ أَعَدَلْتُمُونَ بِالْحَمِيرِ بِالْكَلْبِ وَالْحِمَارِ Do you make us women equal to dogs and donkeys? While I used to lie in my bed, the Prophet ﷺ would come and offer salah facing the middle of the bed. I used to consider it not good to be in front of him in his prayers. So I used to slip away slowly and quietly from the foot of the bed till I got out of my blanket. So they concluded that if the woman were to invalidate the salah, then the Prophet ﷺ would not have continued his salah while Aisha was in front of him. However, in response, this hadith has no dalil in it. There is no evidence in this hadith to support such an argument because Aisha was not crossing in front of the Prophet ﷺ. And the Prophet ﷺ in the hadith of nullification of Salah is saying, إِذَا If one of these three crosses in front. And with respect to Aisha, there is difference between crossing and between laying in the bed on her side. And there is, of course, total agreement that if the woman lays in front of the musalli, then this does not invalidate the Salah. And therefore, the preponderating matter in this case is that these three, the crossing of any of these three in front of the Musalli, invalidates the Salah. And this brings the end to this a discussion on the sutra
والله الموفق والله سبحانه وتعالى أعلى وأعلم وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم